Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello there and welcome everybody to another episode of Jedi Order Podcast. And as you know, it's Friday, so we are diving into episode three, which is called Now in Colour of WandaVision, because they have I think they are not fast forwarding, but we're definitely going through the motions way quicker than we thought we would be. And I, a lot of stuff is happening and unwinding in this episode, and it's getting interesting, really interesting really quickly so we're very excited by what's to come in the next i think six episodes that follow this one so looks like it's a whole lot of interesting and exciting content which is just it's just great to have this event television have this once a week you get to sit down and you get your mini marvel movie which is pretty much going to continue for a very long time this year with the amount of projects they've got lined up coming our way so hey Without further ado, here's the next episode of the Jedi Order podcast. One of the things I'm really liking Disney's um, throwback to event television, where we're doing weekly, and it's not just... Here is nine episodes in one go, and everybody finishes it in an evening, and then you're like, "Okay, what's next?" <laughs> I understand that's Netflix policy, but it's always sometimes baffled me with really big shows because you just you've got this demand, and then every week later, everyone's like, "Okay, so what's your next big show?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm usually guilty of just you know getting them watched as quickly as possible kind of like a film or an extended film you know across like you know multiple hours but yeah i'm, I'm a sucker for like you know kind of series drops so yeah it's kind of like a well you know it goes with the old school kind of style doesn't it <laughs> yeah yeah and it, it's nice it's nice because it's just this excitement that continues going on especially when we've got i think nine episodes and we've got a full episode in color i must say I love this episode mm. more so than the first two. I don't know. I don't know whether it's the style, um, but just everything about it, I really enjoyed the setup, the way it was portrayed. I know we're going through the history of sitcoms and yeah. the way things were filmed through different decades, but this one. I think is the first one to kind of have, to a certain extent, the full Marvel package. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting you say you preferred it because actually I found this one. I don't know if I preferred it as much as the first two episodes in terms of the writing, um, because it was not as funny as like I personally thought it wasn't as funny. I think maybe because also they, you know, there were less characters in it and. Um, the way the kind of jokes were in this one were much more kind of slapsticky um, to the point where it was like, you know, a little bit eye rolling. Um, but I did enjoy lots of things about the episode, like um, 
scared it being in color. I liked how the episode, you know, it starts off much more kind of silly and then gets more serious later on and kind of eerie and sinister. Um, but I, I love the intro as well, I have to say. Like, the intro was, like, really fun, like, the music and the kind of, you know, the setup there. Um, that was quite fun. But, yeah, I don't know. I just found the jokes kind of a bit more... It, it was... I suppose, you know, they're just kind of, you know, reflecting the, the, the different, yeah, sitcoms of the eras, really. And, um, I mean, I've watched a few kind of 60 sitcoms, but, um, yeah, this one, I don't know. I, I just felt the writing wasn't as funny as before. But I'm not sure if that's because um, there were less characters that we had. You know, last week, we you know, we had a lot of Catherine Hahn and Emma Caulfield and, you know, kind of other characters which were more prominent. So this one was, you know, it was much more centered around the, uh, you know the happy couple <laughs> yeah that's a, yeah very true and i very much also love the intro and i was trying to pin it down without being someone who then jumps on the internet to find out what 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 is this intro what have they exactly taken it from and i just, in my head it makes me feel very much happy days mm. that's the kind of vibe i get from this one i know it's a different intro to happy days but just yeah. the whole maybe the whole color of it and it seems very 60s doesn't it yeah, sixties going into seventies around that type of time. Yeah, you're right, and I think the yeah the comedy is yeah you're right. It is more Happy Days ish, which was kind of a bit more like you know, um, oh, I don't know um, what's the word. I suppose just a bit more family friendly or a bit more family fun, you know, um, mm. appe- appealing to like a wider demographic, you could say. But um, yeah, it was actually quite, you know, I mean, definitely the colours, you know, to say the least. I mean, lots of yellows and bright, you know, 60s sort of hippie uh, kind of colours. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing I have to say, though, I, I do like how much fun they're, like, you know, Paul Bethany and um, Elizabeth Olsen are having. They clearly, like, are just, you know, just having a really fun time and, you know, um, just making kind of, not a mockery, but just like having a joke with everything and, you know, everything's kind of OTT. And for them, you know, as we said last week, they must just really be enjoying just, you know, the kind of tongue-in-cheek style. Yeah, it it very much seems that way. It seems like it's just a good old laugh. Yeah. Um, there's the scene where the first uh, everything starts going off in the kitchen. You know, yeah. all everything goes all crazy and they just they're like, let's get out of the kitchen. And then they just <laughs> they just stand there in this kind of like old like kung fu yeah. pose almost yeah. and they're like stopped yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. just see it's just it very much just seems like a clear joy from yeah. them being able to do those scenes and one scene that that cuts to very briefly which made me laugh out loud was and i forgot the guy's name um it it cuts to two of the other characters that we don't see all too much and i think it's dotty oh, yeah. and, dotty and her husband phil yeah, and she just walks in, and they're like, yeah. "She's like, Phil, do these? Oh, darling, do these earrings make me look fat?" And then you get the power cut, and he says something, just like, "Thank God, <laughs> thank God for that." Yeah, I, I, I love that moment as well. Actually, that that made me laugh a lot. Um, and I just want to draw the comparison to Phil's character always reminds me there's a particular there's one episode in the series of friends and it's an episode where 
Rachel's character starts dating this guy called Russ. Yes. Which is a I knew I knew you were gonna say that. I was gonna say that. <laughs> every time I see this guy and I just think of Russ. <laughs> because he's got the facial expressions yeah. uh, and the characteristics and just the way he looks is very, very similar. And it kind of just makes me chuckle every single time. That guy he, and we saw it in the first couple of episodes. Um, he definitely has been giving these brilliant like one-liners. Yeah, the deadpan kind of one-liners. Yeah, yeah. And, he's yeah. like a, he's an actor called David Leng Lengel. I don't know. I can't remember seeing him in stuff before, hmm. but it very much looks like he's been in quite a lot and he's got a very very career. But yeah, I, I hope we get a few more moments with him because he is he's just uh, his line delivery is pretty pretty funny. I very much enjoyed that. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, I, I, I thought the same when that little bit came came in. I, I also found it hilarious, um, you know, and for yeah, a variety of reasons. I, I actually thought he looked like Russ as well, except for with a moustache, you know. So, I mean, a rustache, if you will. Um, a rustache. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like I was saying last week, you know, Emma Caulfield, um, you know, having been in Buffy, she was. You know, she's always been very funny. So it was kind of surprising, yeah, that they kind of weren't used at all. But I thought that little insert was like a really funny little moment um, with her again. So, yeah, I, I also kind of enjoyed that a lot. I also found it really funny when, you know, uh, close to the beginning when um, Vision goes outside and, you know, Herb's cutting the, his neighbor Herb is, you know, cutting his hedges and he's just going through this wall with his kind of, you know, <laughs> his hedge cutter. Oh, trimmer. Yeah. And it's just like continuing to go like, hey, yeah, that's fine. And it's all a bit like, okay, things are getting a bit odd now, but that was quite funny. And, you know, just the look on his face is just quite silly. Uh, um, it's also one hell of a powerful hedge cutter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's, that's what was kind of so funny. And the fact that he was just there, like, not shocked by it as it's working its way through the wall, you know. <laughs> it's uh, It's interesting because we're getting the whole, obviously, like, you got the comedy of the the baby and how quickly it's coming along and it's all moving so fast but they're not they're not hanging about are they in terms of showing the cracks in this world and yeah moving us to what it is where this world is or what the reality is of this world like we're going quite quickly and it was a very another strange one is the uh well it's it's not strange because the whole uh, series is very surreal. But the stork, yeah, they're yeah, trying yeah. to hide the stork, walk around, and she keeps on like puffing it with red smoke almost, and it's yeah. just like just sneaking around the house. And of course, that just lends itself to like the surreal nature of this series. Uh. But at the same time, I was just like, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> like I know it's supposed to be, but. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that is that is a weird thing. That's like a thing of she's trying to hide a random stalk that's just come yeah. to life off the ball. Yeah, and I mean, this is the kind of interesting thing with this episode because we were discussing last week about how quickly they would start revealing, you know, the kind of the world that they're in. And I was quite surprised actually that you know, kind of within like already episode three, that um, it starts showing the sort of cracks and breakdowns, and you know. Fairly early on, you know, they're, they're, there's quite an unsettling scene, I thought, where it, the, the episode almost glitches, you know, mm. um, where I think they're talking about, um, 
you know, Visions at one point starts kind of realizing that everything's moving quite weirdly and, you know, how they had the dinner with, you know, his boss and things like that. And, you know, and they kind of start realizing something and then all of a sudden it kind of glitches back to, you know, him standing up and, and not having that conversation. And at first when I watched that, I was like, I had to, I had kind of a bit of a double take, like, wait a minute. Did, Cause also I have to say, I've been having quite bad internet recently. So. I wasn't sure if it was my internet screwing up or if it was the episodes. <laughs> you couldn't differentiate between yeah. did that restart itself or is my internet just skipped it back? Yeah, uh, but exactly. I'm pretty sure he's saying different things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm kind of living in my own sort of surreal sitcom world in a way. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a uh, yeah interesting because as I said, like with this episode, you know, it felt like it was kind of sillier at the beginning, but then as it progresses, it just like quite quickly. Yeah, you know, it has these odd, surreal, almost eerie elements, like, you know, with the neighbor as well. Like, you know, even though it was funny that he's cutting through the wall, it's like, again, he's kind of glitching out. And then there's a second glitch. And then, you know, as, as it like carries on, they, they, you know, we see later on that they kind of start remembering things and it's, it all kind of starts coming apart the seams. And, yeah, and, and, that's yeah as i said it was you know it's quite surprising that they're moving towards you know the main theme quite quickly um considering there's nine episodes i mean um yeah i mean we weren't sure you know as we were discussing last week whether they would continue to move through um the various decades of sitcoms but and whilst they're still doing that you know and i'm 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 assuming they will for the next episode as well but the next episode will probably have to have uh, more of this kind of you know realm breakdown or whatever this world is i mean how, how we want to describe it um it's quite interesting there's so many um there's quite a few more elements to this one isn't there because you also have this moment when vision when wanda is inside talking to geraldine vision is outside with the neighbors and they're kind of almost like they're letting on that this isn't quite what it seems and you're trying to figure out do they know i mean are they placed there are they there to do a job are they there to infiltrate or uh. have they been put there to keep wanda safe or are they working on the other side like, yeah. because you're getting all these hints on you we got another one of the adverts this time it's a soap advert and it's hydra again yeah. You get Hydra on Hydra on the watch and you get Hydra on the soap, but the first one was Stark Industries. So it'd yeah. be interesting to see what like the next one is if that changes again to Stark Industries or we keep on the Hydra route, or maybe that's just telling its own story there. But yeah, everyone seems to reveal a bit more, don't uh, they? And it's yeah. kind of like so they have their own consciences. And it's it's that thing, isn't it? You're trying to figure out are these people all all these people created by Wanda in her mind or they are actually real people yeah to a certain extent who have just been put in this situation but and that, of course, yeah, yeah carry on sorry I was just gonna say yeah that's kind of the interesting thing in terms of you know you have the neighbors who are realizing that they're characters you're not really sure with her but Catherine Hahn's character is pretty certain that she's a real person playing a kind of a role but then you have Geraldine who's kind of in there playing along and then you know she starts to and she seems like you know a genuine character within the setup but then you can see that things are breaking down for her too um later on when she starts 
you know, referencing, you know, um, Wanda's brother and how he was killed by Ultron. Um, and that, you know, that moment I thought was actually like, you know, it was eerie, you know, it, it was, it was, I, I like that. I, I liked how the episode kind of like shifted into that serious gear and all of a sudden you're, you're kind of unsettled and, and things were, there's this strange undercurrent that can't really be explained. And, and it's interesting because as, you know, as someone watching it, <laughs> the characters don't know what the hell's going on and you don't know what the hell's going on either. So you're, 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 you know, everyone's trying to work out what is real and what's not. And then, um, yeah, as we see, kind of see the episode go on, um, and also what happens to Geraldine's character and how she's sort of flung out of this world. Um, well, this is this is where it it kind of takes a big leap, doesn't it? Yeah. It take it takes a leap, what quite a big one compared to what we were getting from the first two episodes. And I know we obviously got the first two episodes back to back, and we've spoken about this before. How if it's a limited series, which I think it is, um, they obviously have to tell a whole story slightly quicker than series like The Mandalorian and stuff, who know they have another season to go in a different direction. But these guys are like, we have to we have to portray everything by the time we get to the ninth episode, this has to be done. Which is, you know, it's plenty of time because overall, what's that, like three, four or so movies, technically, oh. in time-wise. But, the yeah, it takes a massive leap, doesn't it? Because Geraldine's kind of she's you hear you see the, the funny thing the thing that came to my mind out of all the references that possibly could have come to my mind is when you see her fly out of westview um because it's protected by a dome i just all i thought is homer simpson going dome <laughs> from the simpsons movie and i'm like why is that the first reference that comes into my mind but that's what i think because visually from what you're seeing is almost like this dome force field mm. over this Westfield place. And I couldn't, I saw the roadblocks and I couldn't think whether the Westfield sign was inside or it was outside. I think it was outside. Yeah. I, I think it was outside too, just outside of this dome, um, yeah. which probably makes you, th and that's kind of the, that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, which is probably, so Wanda's created this sort of world within this town that what I'm imagining is that maybe, you know, Hydra are feeding people like Catherine Hahn character, I can't remember her character's name, but like into the world to try and maybe um, either keep Wanda prisoner in her own sort of surreal world or maybe to try and keep everyone else safe so that Wanda doesn't explode everything around outside of the world or you know bring in the rest of the world into a sort of surreal world um but yeah i thought that was quite an interesting little bit you know seeing geraldine kind of flying out and then having all the you know the cars kind of going up to her and and seeing the world outside of what we've kind of you know been experiencing um and it feels like you know that they're building up to something quite big in terms of action i think um, I don't know if you kind of thought that when you saw all these like army men kind of like pulling up and you know seizing Geraldine and, and seeing what was happening. I mean, yeah, what, what did you reckon? Well, yeah, I mean, I feel part. I feel that the Hydra element in the adverts is either 
a symbol as to Hydra's involvement or it's to throw you off scent and it's just something within Wanda's mind because she was part of the Hydra setup for a moment in time. Uh. So it's like part of it's to do with memories or what she's creating. So maybe the force field is something that's put up not by her. They're allowed to maybe they're allowed to send people in or maybe she takes over people's like these could be all real people, but Uh. she's taken over their minds and made them characters. Yeah. And I feel maybe the glitches in everything is because sometimes there's so much for her to control. She's like losing control of some of the characters in certain senses and they get glimpses of her memories. I I kind of thought maybe Geraldine doesn't know about her brother, but maybe that's a memory that Wanda's kind of transmitted to her. Mm. But now, she, now I mean, now she's out. Is she going to go back into Westview? Nobody knows because she was one of the people on the poster when the series started up. So I feel she has a bigger part to play, maybe as this series goes on. But if I very much feel we will be, as Disney Plus have shown with Mandalorian, and because it's Marvel and Mand- obviously Mandalorian, Star Wars, so this is two of their biggest franchises. I don't think there's going to be any, like, skating by on using, you know, small funds to make not cinematic style content. So yeah. I think very much if they want to go big with this, they will when it comes to special effects. And if there's a big battle, big explosions, whatever it is, there's going to be nothing held back, is there? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I, and that's why I'm hoping for, for kind of the remaining part of the series that I just... I mean, whilst I'm enjoying the kind of sitcom side of things, I, I you know, I'm I'm very intrigued by the the overarching sort of story and and how everything will will unfold and yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how Geraldine will be continued as a character and whether you know her kind of storyline now that she's outside of this surreal world, you know, we'll learn more about what's happening outside the world, um, as well as seeing what's happening within. You know, still mm. following. Um, you know, wonder and vision uh, with the sort of sitcom relationship through the ages. Um, and then maybe Geraldine, yeah, becomes this sort of second agent or we, you know, she becomes a, you know, just a kind of vehicle for finding out what's happening in the real world. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by, uh, I mean, I have to say that it's an intriguing kind of premise and in, in terms of how they're setting things up and, and where, where it's going. And yeah, as I mentioned, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to some, some good action um however it may come and yeah i I agree i hope marvel or disney will pull out you know the sort of movie style budget for this and and really go quite big and spectacular um as it goes on and i mean it really feels like that i mean you know in terms of the way it's made you can clear you can you can see that they're they've put some thought and you know a fair amount of you know budget into it in terms of the characters um and the actors they've got um and the way just generally shot and and produced um i mean even like you know taking something like the the theme of this episode you know the kind of theme tune at the beginning that every episode they've like crafting quite um specifically so clearly they they are putting the time effort and budget into it but um yeah i'm just kind of looking forward to seeing how uh 
how big that budget will go, you know, and and how big the the action will go, and, and yeah, because you know, as mentioned, like now that Geraldine's out, and we we see what's happening around this this sort of uh, you know this realm, uh, this realm dome, um, and there is a, a military presence, perhaps Hydra, perhaps someone else, I'm not sure yet, but um, yeah, you know, how will they, uh, how how will this all play play into it, really? Yeah, and I, I very like you mentioned earlier it was really interesting and kind of to see the change in Wanda's character when she when Geraldine has that kind of slip up or if it's a slip up but she mentions obviously his brother being killed by um Ultron which you said earlier but just the whole shift in Wanda's demeanor and character and how she is kind of can shift in the way that Wanda has been seen in the comics, you know, because she can shift to being something. And she's had a lot of tragedy because she's had her brother taken away from her and now had her partner taken away from her. So she kind of, it feels like she's the one at the bottom at the moment. And it's got a lot of demons to kind of fight with. And whether it's people trying to save her from those demons or, I, I don't know whether it's caused by by Hydra or someone trying to make those demons come out so they can use her as a weapon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And actually, that's that's kind of like when that scene comes along uh, between Geraldine and 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 Wanda in terms of starting to reveal things. One of the things I noticed was, you know, at the beginning of this episode, the the canned laughter that they use is very forced and very like sixties, like you know, and very like OTT for not that funny jokes. And then all of a sudden, it drops out. And at that point, you know, I realized that that was a very eerie kind of point for me. That you know, you have this very forced laughter, and then all of a sudden, it's like a very serious topic. And you see Catherine Hahn's character talking about how Geraldine has no family and and you know, yeah, home. And you're like, that's kind of weirdly sinister um and you're not really again you're not really sure whether you know she's an actor in this world to try and contain um wanda's powers or she's yeah you don't really know whether she's helping or hindering and you know what what roles she's kind of playing and yeah it was i thought that was again spooky in a way you know (laughs) i completely forgot about that bit and it was when they were just like listing, oh, she doesn't have a job, she doesn't have a partner, and Vision's like, yeah, but there's there's nothing wrong with that. And then when they're like, but she doesn't have a home. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that's weird. Like, where's she from? What's happening here? Because obviously we see her in the second episode, maybe. Um, and I just thought it was quite... So we watched this. Uh, I'm just going to comment on something I'm seeing because me and Artif tend to put the episode always on in the background and quiet after we've seen it and of course i'm watching it on disney plus because that's who's got it and after the credits have seen when they're always like because you watch this why don't you watch this and it's come out why don't you watch age of ultron <laughs> <laughs> for some backstory yeah <laughs> yeah someone's got a good old algorithm going on there haven't they <laughs> yeah exactly yeah using the same like kind of youtube algorithms where they're picking out keywords and just yeah. on that basis so it's like someone said Ultron, someone said Ultron. <laughs> uh, but yeah it is it is strange because we see her in the first two episodes and it very much like she didn't even know her name did uh-huh. she when Wanda first sees her and it's almost like 
Is that because Wanda hasn't given it her name yet in her mind? Mm, yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Or, or, yeah, she's just kind of someone who's who's been put into the world, but has, you know, as just a another sort of stabilizing character, perhaps. Um, but you don't know what her role is, and neither does she. And and that's kind of, and oh, another part as well. I have to say, I'm just I'm just seeing it kind of now in the episode um, when you see Geraldine kind of being flung out the world and how. You know the screen moves from to, to wide vision, mm. yeah, and that I thought was was great. You know, it was such a again kind of strange moment in terms of the the making of the episode that all of a sudden it widens and and the screen kind of you know gets um, goes to a wide angle exactly rather than yeah the, the traditional one and yeah I thought that was like a really kind of oh like quite a cinematic feel to it um, and then yeah you, you kind of get the Geraldine being, you know, um, captured by all these troops and this huge military, military setup, and you see the outside of the dome, and yeah, I mean that that was uh, that was an interesting point, I thought, and it feels like, and you know, maybe it, it, it's the kind of show creator's way of saying, okay, now we're moving to something, you know, more cinematic and bigger, and you know, whilst you were experiencing. Uh, you know the sitcom, which is the the TV style. Um, now we're moving to maybe more of a film style. Um, maybe, or maybe it's just a film style for outside the you know the the dome and the TV style for inside. You know, and they're kind of just setting that up. So, which I yeah, I thought that was a, a really nice little touch. Yeah, it's real. Mar- it's Marvel Cinematic outside the dome. It's uh, Marvel Television inside the dome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's. Uh... Yeah, no, it is an interesting touch, and it was very much noted. And uh, I tried to remember whether I, I feel it went from wide angle to full screen to wide angle again. Mm. I feel it changed when it got serious between Wanda and Geraldine when Wanda like sussed her out, or Wanda's character changed um, to being more uh, not evil. That's the wrong word, but kind of like figuring out that somebody's trying to infiltrate this perfect reality that she is trying to create for herself and well i say herself and vision it's mainly just for herself because vision isn't even around anymore yeah exactly yeah and actually yeah you're right it it felt kind of sinister from one day in terms of how she was like oh geraldine's gone you know she's just been ejected sort of thing and it's like hey what have you done with geraldine (laughs) you know know, just flung her out of this world like wow okay yeah wonder no what 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 have you done with geraldine (laughs) (laughs) Just like throwing her out of the house, like get out, and just toss her through this portal, you know. Um, which was, uh, yeah, I was I, again. I was, and and that was another point where I wasn't sure whether we're watching Wanda as. I mean, you assume that she's, you know, from the beginning that she was a, you know, a, a good guy. You know, she wasn't um, sort of villainous. But then that kind of little sinister moment, all of a sudden, you're like, oh. She's starting to recognize that she's, you know, powerful and she has this sad backstory and Geraldine's not who she thought she was. And and then, yeah, and, and that kind of made me think that, oh, maybe Wanda is actually the, the villain in this. And, you know, in the world that she's in is like this containment thing to try and keep her there to not, you know, for her not to destroy something else or, you know, go after something else. I mean, it, it was, yeah, it was... Uh, Unsure, really. You're kind of unsure. I mean, this is what I'm quite quite enjoying about this um, series as well, in terms of like how they're releasing it weekly. That 
because it isn't the setup is so kind of intriguing in terms of it's the opposite of what you know with Marvel and the characters and, and you don't really know what's happening and then you have these sort of glitches and these breakdowns and you know and you're still trying to work out like what's what and you know um and and who's who really um and yeah i thought that was like an interesting end to the episode that it, all of a sudden you know you see the kind of real world and and you see wonder kind of taking and then starting to take some sort of sinister control so yeah it'll be interesting to see as as the uh, episodes drop just exactly yeah what, what the hell is going on <laughs> Yeah, very much so. It's all getting pretty exciting and it's definitely moving on at a pretty um, steady and quick pace, which is it's all very exciting. There's so much to like take in each episode, but I'm very much looking to looking forward to episode four next week. And that's when you guys should be joining us next week and we'll be doing the exact same same time. Probably not the same time, but some random time on Friday. <laughs> Friday time in the evening. With Jedi Order. hi guys thanks for listening to another episode of jedi order podcast don't forget to like comment and subscribe and may the force be with you